0: Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. We don't
1: have really a means in which we live a power-filled life without Pentecost, amen? So there's really three times, I mean there's many more, every day should be a celebration, but there's three big things in the life of the church. And that is Christmas. Thank you, God, for coming. That is Easter. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for salvation, that we can have freedom. And that is Pentecost. Thank you for filling us up with your power, because Aaron Wallace will screw it up in and of himself. Amen? What, what did you say? Amen? Did you say testify? Testify. All right. So I, I want you to know that it's an exciting day to be able to talk about Holy Spirit. Not just the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we say the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about personal, intimate Holy Spirit. Amen. And so um, today, I just, I want, we're going to spend uh, uh, some time in prayer here, here in just a, a few minutes, um, and you're going to hear a testimony here in just a few minutes, but, but I wanted to just spend a moment and, and read some scripture, stir our hearts for what Holy Spirit, I believe, is doing, wanting to continue to do, and, uh, and even though the headlines and the news and everything talks about how bad life is, we believe that God is moving. <laughs> I don't think Holy Spirit is shut down. You hear what I'm saying? I don't think Holy Spirit just goes, whoa, it's too heavy for me. I'm going to back off. Like, Jesus prophesied and proclaimed. He's like, it's better that I go. Like, you're not going to like it, but it's better that I go because Holy Spirit's going to come and he's the comforter. He's going to bring a peace that the world cannot bring. He's going to bring conviction of what sin is. He's going to steer you in the right direction. And then he's going to empower you to live out the life of Christ. And so for us, this is a big deal. You know, I don't know if you guys have places that you run. We've talked about this in here before. But over through kind of this, this time of quarantine, um, do you have places that you go to for comfort that are not of God? Any, anybody? Let me confess a little bit in here. Can I just tell you that I have found myself lately, um, and and, and there's moments where I'm pressing into the Lord and going, Lord, you're my comfort, you're my peace, you're where I find it. And then there's times where my flesh rises up, and I turn to Netflix and I watch Bob Ross episodes, okay? I'm, kid you not, watch like three hours of Bob Ross with my kids. My wife comes in, she goes, what are you guys watching? I go, "Uh, Bob Ross. And my kids are just enamored with him. I'm just like, whatever it is, his little strokes, his voice, all of it together, I'm just like, <sighs> right? But it fades. It's not, it, like, it doesn't get me anywhere in life. I found the other thing that I go to is I watch a lot of, of, of chiropractic videos of them being popped back into place. Anybody, like, have kind of that obsession to watch people get popped into place, all right? I don't know what it is. I sit there and I'm like, ah, oh, feels so good. It's not even happening to me. It feels so good. And so I'm running to these places of, of comfort so, so that in some way, shape, or form, I can try to get rid of the anxiety in my heart or in my mind, and I've realized that the Lord is showing me He's still trying to prune and purify and burn that stuff out of me. Amen? He wants me to run them. He's my source. And so on this Pentecost Sunday, I want you to hear that I believe that God is shifting the heart of the church. Churches are starting to gather a few weeks ago. Some gathered last week. Some are gathering this week. Many more gathering the next few weeks, leading all the way up into August, trying to do this regathering together again. And I'm believing, I'm truly believing that there is a Pentecost moment that's going to happen to the church where we're not going to gather and do the things that we once did. Like, there was some good. I'm not saying that there wasn't some good in that. There was some good things that happened in the church. There was some good things. But I believe that God is stirring the church to get back to the roots of an Acts chapter 1, chapter 2 church. And I believe that that's going to take a lot of pruning that we don't like. It's going to take a lot of cutting that we don't want to get rid of. See, because those things that we did in, in church in the past, we did them, we built, there's momentum, it was easy to motivate, motivate somebody and build and do these things and get a good worship team that sounds really good, and it was easy to do that. And the Lord's saying there wasn't some good in that, there wasn't some heart stirred, but here's what we're seeing, we're seeing a mass exodus of people from the Christian faith. We're seeing generations that are younger right now saying, we don't want anything to do with that. And I'm saying maybe it's not those generations of, of students or young generations or people leaving the faith because, because they just like, you know what? the only anything to do with God. I'm wondering if we've been offering a counterfeit than to the book of Acts and this Jesus who has power, Amen. And so, so, so when we talk about Pentecost, we're saying this wasn't anything that man could have created. <laughs> This wasn't anything that man could have done. In fact, the first church was birthed out of this Pentecost moment when the Holy Spirit fell on all believers. And I want you to hear me say this, church. I don't think that we need another Pentecost. Pentecost has already come. I think we need to recognize that the Holy Spirit wants to fill your life right now. I think we need to recognize Holy Spirit has come. We're not crying out, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you gotta fall again. He's saying, I'm here, do you recognize me? Do you want me? Am I your source? Am I your comfort? Am I your peace? Am I leading you into all truth? Am I convicting you of sin? So there's this Pentecost moment where where the church was birthed out of Acts chapter 1. I want to take you back for just a minute. the time of Jesus. Jesus has been crucified. Uh, There's rumors that there's a resurrection that has happened, um, and he's kind of appearing to those that have followed him. But in this time, in this little transition between his resurrection and in this transition between this Pentecost moment, these days that led up to that, the, the, the disciples and the followers of Jesus were really in chaos, They they didn't know what to do. Many of them went back to their old life. They went back to fishing. Many of them went back to their families. They were just like, we we don't know. Maybe it's over. Maybe this ride is over. Maybe that was the pinnacle of it. Fear crept in. Chaos crept in. This feeling of unknown confusion. What do we do now? What do we do now? Everything that we've known just seems like it's gone. But as we read In in the gospel account, as we read, Jesus appears to them and he shows them in his resurrected body, I am very much alive. (laughs) What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good, amen? I am very much alive. And he's basically showing them, I've dealt the last blow to Satan, I've defeated death. I've defeated, I've set the captives free. Now, he essentially commissions every one of us as believers and the disciples, now he says, now it's your turn. Now I want you to take this power that I'm about to give you and I want you to go out and proclaim this message of the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. We see it in Matthew chapter 28. All authority has been given to me, Jesus says, therefore go and make disciples, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. It's this beautiful picture. Here's the problem. If you're like me, mankind... Mankind has really blown it, amen? Like Aaron Wallace blows it, amen? I got a lot of amens that first service, I'm just saying. When I said Aaron Wallace blows it, my brother's like, testify, amen. In and of myself, I struggle, In and of myself, I don't have the ability. I have ups and downs and ins and outs, man. I'm either with the Lord or running from the Lord. I have Jonah moments. I feel like sometimes I have Abraham moments. Sometimes I feel like I have Elijah moments where I'm just sitting there going, just take me now, Jesus. Just take me now. So the Old Testament. Throughout the old, can't do it. And we see this throughout the Old Testament Throughout the Old Testament, we, we see that, that and, and, and really, in, in, and we'll talk about New Testament here in just a minute, but Old Testament and New Testament, this idea of Holy Spirit is woven throughout, that the power of God does not come from within ourselves, but the power of God comes from Jesus, who gave his Holy Spirit to us. Listen, in the Old Testament, you just read, great men and women led tremendous and amazing movements for God. You have Gideon, you had David, you had Joshua, you had all these men and women who led these great victories for the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something, church, it wasn't because they were great leaders. They weren't better leaders than some. It was like, man, David was just born a great leader. It wasn't that just Gideon was born a great leader. It wasn't that they had anything else that you and I didn't have. It was this, and you read it in the Old Testament. It said, when the Spirit of God came upon Gideon, when the Spirit of God came upon Joshua, they did great things. It had nothing to do with the man or the woman. It had everything to do with the spirit of God within them. God always accomplished what he wanted to accomplish because his spirit rested on man. And so we see this in the Old Testament. When it was up to David, he screwed things up. When it it was up to to Gideon, he doubted at times. Joshua, whoever, Moses. You can see it. You can see the humanity side when, when, when they weren't walking in the spirit of God. And, and so I think this is why Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden, this Pentecost moment gets ready to enter into the first church. Prophesied by Joel in Joel 2, 28, Holy Spirit's coming. Joel prophesies, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And then Pentecost comes in Acts chapter (laughs) 1. Jesus is telling them. Acts chapter 2, Holy Spirit comes down. Jesus is telling them in Acts chapter 1. And while staying with them, he ordered them. Somebody say, ordered. Commanded. He literally told them, he ordered them, do not depart, don't go anywhere, don't leave from Jerusalem, but wait. Somebody say wait. Oh, that's a tough one. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They were still super concerned with whether or not God was going to restore Israel. That was their heart. They were like, so does this mean you're gonna restore Israel? Does this mean you're gonna overthrow the Romans? That's what they were concerned with. A resurrected Jesus comes and and he's talking with them and they're still concerned about man, right? But listen to what he says. He says, it's not for you to know the times or the season the father has fixed by his own authority. In, In other words, don't worry about when that's gonna happen but you will receive power. Don't worry about man. You will receive power. Don't worry about systems. You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. Witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. These last parting words to Jesus was, don't worry about what's happening right now in the world. Look to Jesus, be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and live out the kingdom mission that he set before you. Look, chaos is there. Chaos is there. We live in a broken world. That's why the world is groaning for the return of the king. But you look to Jesus and be filled with power to accomplish the mission that he set before you. Church, I believe, is wanting to Pentecost Sunday. Graham, come on up here, brother. I believe on this Pentecost Sunday that God is wanting to stir our affections, not to sit here and say, God, send another Pentecost. Pentecost has come. I believe God is saying, do you recognize the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you recognize the power of God is the Holy Spirit in your life. I asked Graham to come up and share uh, a little bit more on a practical side. Graham teaches a lot of our classes on Holy Spirit. And I wanted him to take you, to, to kinda take his journey through your life so you could kinda see, even in his own journey, what this looked like. And maybe you can resonate with this. So I just wanna pray over Graham real fast. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray um, that it would not be the testimony, Jesus, of just our own heart's desires, but it be the testimony you've placed inside of us. And I pray, God, that Graham's words would be your words and not his own. And so Jesus, would, would these words cut
0: straight to the heart of what you desire to do in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And hey, good morning. It's yes, my testimony, I like to uh, describe it as being a journey of discovery with Holy Spirit. So I've, I have been with Jesus my whole life. I grew up in a Christian family, went to church every week. But for many years, Holy Spirit was never a part of my life, mainly because I didn't even know who he was. I knew he was a part of the Trinity, but I didn't even know what that meant. But. And so eventually, I got to this place in my relationship with God where what i was seeing in my own life was not aligning with what i was reading in the bible i wasn't seeing any power i wasn't seeing supernatural things happen i wasn't seeing what we see in acts happen in my life or in those around me and so i came to the conclusion that either i'm missing something or this really isn't worth following because i was burnt out i was tired of doing everything on my own strength to live out this Christian life I was tired of the religiosity I was I was tired of the lack of experience and so I decided I needed to go on a journey and discover who Holy Spirit is Uh, because I was I was like why is it that there's some people that seem so in love with Holy Spirit and then there are some people who are so afraid of him and want nothing to do with him so I began this journey and at the beginning of this journey I'll admit that I was mostly trying to chase after experience, because that's what it looked like it was. And so I would try really, really, really hard to muster up some kind of feeling or some kind of experience or grab hold of something that would be powerful enough that would change the course of my life forever, that would change everything in me and perfect me and just be awesome. But that never seemed to happen. There was never this one-time moment of something powerful or supernatural that just completely altered everything in my life. Now, that is the testimony of some people with Holy Spirit, and that's totally amazing. That's totally awesome. But for me, it's been more of a process and a journey of discovering who Holy Spirit is as a person. And since this is a relationship that I'm in, there's been a lot of ebb and flow. In this relationship and in this journey, in some seasons of my life, I've discovered and become very close to Holy Spirit and been very intimate with Him, and I have great stories to tell. <laughs> like a few years ago, I would be having powerful experiences and encounters with Holy Spirit on a weekly basis, and I would see supernatural activity happen all the time. I mean, I would I would see people getting healed miraculously, regularly, and and I would. Holy Spirit would, would allow me to feel him and experience him in overwhelming and surprising ways. And then I have seasons in my life where I'm more closed off to Holy Spirit, where I'm not valuing our relationship, and I'm, and I'm more walking away, and I'm more turning my back, and I don't really want to hear what he has to say and in those seasons, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I thought these experiences over here and all these things that I was experiencing was, was supposed to like take me to the end of my journey and like perfect me <laughs> and like complete everything in me. And then it occurred to me that I'm not on a journey towards an experience or better experiences or even a more perfect me. I'm actually on a journey towards a person. Holy Spirit's a person. He's not a feeling He's not an experience. He's not just supernatural activity or something to try and experience and grab a hold of, but he's a person that we are on a journey to discover and grow in intimacy with. And when that clicked in me, I realized that every experience I've had and every encounter I've had, and every time I'm, I get to witness and be a part of supernatural things happen, it's actually a person revealing himself inviting me to be closer to Him, and inviting me to be known by Him and to know Him and to be loved by Him, to be cared for by Him, to be comforted by Him, to be be, um, cherished by Him. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit truly is amazing. (laughs) He really is. Like, He really is amazing. There's no one and nothing that can do what He can do in you and through you. But for me, it didn't just, that didn't click just instantly. Like, it's been a discovery, a, a journey of discovering that he really is amazing. Like I said, sometimes I'm not really wanting him, and then there are other seasons where I'm just like, oh, all I want is Holy Spirit, right? And, and that I want to be in love with him. I want to be close to him. You know, he's, he's, he was a person sent to give us Peace, to be our peace, to be our comforter, to be our guide, to be our leader. Like, that was his purpose, to be the power in you and through you. We don't actually have to convince him to do that. And we don't have to work up some kind of, muster up some kind of feeling to make him do something. Like, he was sent with the purpose of giving you power, giving you peace, giving you comfort, guiding you, leading you. And when we discover him as a person who absolutely loves us and cares about us and has good for us, I think that's when we begin to actually walk that out. We actually begin to walk in what his purpose is for us. And so I guess my prayer for you this morning would be that you discover that Holy Spirit is a person. That he's not just a feeling that you have to try and work hard to get. But he's actually... you he's actually here and he wants you to know him he wants you to experience him he wants you to be filled with his power but it happens when we say yeah i'm willing to let you do that and like i've said before i'll admit sometimes i'm a big yes and sometimes i turn away and so it's really as much as we're allowing and willing to let him do and be so thank you
1: I wanna invite Pastor Tara, she's gonna come up and she's gonna pray over you guys. I wanna have an opportunity for us to pray this over us now. It's one thing to hear the word, then we wanna pray the word over us that we receive this truth, amen? And so Tara, I'm gonna give you this. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to when Jesus proclaimed that in Luke chapter four, when he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me too. We know the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but as Graham said, isn't it interesting that the power of God at work is Holy Spirit? And yet, he's the one who's the most neglected part of the Trinity. So today, as Tara gets ready to pray over you guys, and she's got something she wants to share, I want you to receive this truth, not as head knowledge, but as heart
2: knowledge. Some of you came in here today and probably... Yeah, there you go. Check, check. Um, Came in here today, this morning, and... Heard the word Pentecost, and it might have been the first time you heard that word, and you're like, what is Pentecost and what does this mean? So, Pentecost is 49 days after Easter, seven weeks, um, seven days. This is the 49th day after Easter. And so, I looked, because I like numbers, I looked um, at the seventh book of the Bible, Judges 7 7, and it says, The Lord said to Gideon, With 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So the Lord, the Holy Spirit gave a challenge to Gideon, and it didn't make sense. And some of you, God is giving you a challenge that makes no sense. He often does that. He asks you to do things. He might have asked you to come to church today, and it didn't make sense. You don't know why you're here. He might be asking you to step out and do something that makes no sense. But he's with you, and he's for you. Um... So let's pray together. Um, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We ask that you would increase our ears to hear, that you would increase our sight, give us eyes to see things that you want to reveal to us, even if it doesn't make sense. We repent and position ourselves to receive. We've been busy, we've been distracted. We may not have used your season of rest diligently so we repent of that, but we now position ourselves to hear, to hear your voice. We position ourselves to see, to see your face. We put our ear up against your heartbeat. We want, to, we want to hear what you have to say. We don't know what we're excited about, but we know we are excited for what you're going to do. Holy Spirit, would you impart your power, your power, Lord, Would you give us your power your word says not by might not by power but by your spirit says the lord and so isaiah 40 31 says but they who wait for the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not grow faint so lord would you give us your power to run the race you've called us to run. Would you give us your power to walk the walk that you've called us to walk? Forgive us, Lord, for walking a different walk than what you've called us to. But give us your strength, your power, your anointing for what you've called us to. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, thank you, Terry. The Lord can give you a word in your heart that's from his word. And Gabriel, Phil stirred. He wants
3: to share something with me, real quick. There's a complete resetting that's happened. You know, with that Passover that happened April 8th up to Pentecost, which just passed away Thursday. Everything is reset. We have to walk in the new things of the Lord. Amen. And if we continue to go in the old things that we are used to and accustomed to, we're not going to make it. <laughs> And I hear the Lord say, my people who are called by my name, my sons and my daughters and my children, I'm calling you to come out of the world to separate yourself, to cry out to me that I can come and I can put a band-aid and I can put healing salves on your wounds and make them into scars, beautiful scars, for even gross darkness is coming to this earth. The things that I prophesied in Matthew 24, earthquakes and famines, kingdom against kingdom and nation against nation. I am calling you to be separate and be holy unto me, says the Lord. Rend your heart and not your garments. If the people who are called by my name will humble themselves and call upon me, I will come. I will surely come and rescue you from your sin and your iniquities search your hearts in these coming days even fasting and cry out to me from your heart come out of your houses come out of the things that make you feel okay and secure. for truly you are wretched and blind and you cannot see I the Lord will come and I will love you and I will hold you and swallow you as a baby I bless your people, Lord. Help us, help me to draw closer to you in this time. It's no longer what it used to be. We have got to move in a different way. And I speak the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ over this congregation. And all the ones preceding and all the ones after. Did you give them eyes to see and you bring a sword? And you cut those who don't want to be here off. And you make this place not reliance but a remnant of your people mm. in the name of jesus and this mm. man aaron mm. will lead with boldness and courage and fire and be willing to be persecuted for your name yes. he needs to bring forth fear would come off of him in jesus name yes and you would bless matthew with those mm. words and he needs to bring forth too as well yes. i bless this place yes. in the name of jesus christ and all amen. these people amen amen thank you brother oh. thank you brother
1: Mm, love you, thank you I want you to hear something that he said and I want to speak to that word remnant he said that we would not be known as reliance but a remnant God always says that he saves a remnant to make sure that his promise will never fail church, this is our time to be a remnant a remnant to be ones who carry this message of Jesus to the ends of the earth Lord we love you and we praise you take us now this day stirred in our hearts. Not tickled in our ears, but stirred in our hearts. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.